0: Hi, welcome to today's episode and today we are talking about how to deal with your relationship trauma, how to heal from it. Let's jump right into it. Uh, You already know who I am. So uh, first thing to realize is that I'm not talking about like childhood trauma. I'm talking about you got in a really bad breakup and you start to realize that you were taking abuse and you were... Um, you have some PTSD type symptoms coming from the relationship itself. And so this is kind of, uh, adult trauma dealing with some of the childhood things are a little bit deeper and I have a whole book coming out in February on that. So, uh, we'll start touching on that when that starts to come out. But uh, step one is to realize that like healing from a relationship can be difficult. It takes time. Uh, It doesn't necessarily have to take time, but if you don't have a lot of this stuff handled, um, it takes, you know, as much time as it takes. Because if you're not, just like learning how to succeed in social situations, if you don't know how to navigate the environment, you're going to get lost and go off in these little side quests. Uh, So same thing with healing trauma is if you don't know what to focus on, then you're going to listen to your friends and go in these weird directions and handle coping mechanisms that aren't uh, healthy or they're not moving you in the right direction. So in this video, we're going to cover some of the things that you should be focused on and uh, realize that it's going to take time anyway, It's you're not going to have this quick fix. Once you're done with this video, you're not going to like just snap it out of your brain. In some of the more advanced, uh, once you have some of this stuff handled, you can do things like hypnosis and you can do things like um, reframing processes from, uh, what's that book? Mind lines. Uh, So there's some more advanced ways you can deal with this stuff once you have the baseline handled, but this is the basics. The first uh, step to take when you're dealing with relationship trauma is to immediately reach out and seek some sort of support. If you don't have a support system, if you don't have a family member or a friend that you can trust to help you talk your way through some of the things that happened, some of the feelings that came up, if you don't have somebody that you can trust to do that, then you can reach out to a more professional, well, your your therapist, your psychologist. Uh, if you have a decent job and you have medical insurance, uh, the at least the state of California anyway, uh, provides a lot of parity for mental health and you can reach out and get a session with with somebody. You might be on a waiting list, depending on how specific your issues are. But uh, reach out to somebody and and start to get support. One of the things that I see a lot in the the free groups that I'm in, like when when people are looking to me for relationship coaching, but they're not like part of the 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 whole infrastructure, is they want to be alone. They feel like nobody has experienced the problems that they experience and uh, nobody's going to come with solutions that, that will work in their specific case. But relationships are universal. You're always in, like you're in a relationship and so is everybody else. And a lot of the things that will happen to you on the way through, a lot of the things that will uh, happen with you involved a lot of the poor ways that you c- communicate and the way that your partner you know gaslights you or abuses you or whatever these things happen on a regular basis to everybody and uh, thinking that you're alone and you have to go at it alone is uh, a folly i see in most of the uh, the online forums and the groups that I'm in reach out to somebody who could support you get a support system if you can't find one in your immediate circle of friends or in your in your family then definitely reach out to somebody professional Uh, it's not gonna cost that much just get it done because uh, going through it alone and trying to come up with solutions alone is probably one of the most inefficient ways of dealing with this stuff talking through your feelings can help you get rid of the crazy conclusions in your head that uh, you might have some assumptions that if you just kind of talk through the clarity will come and the further are out the further you are out from the end of the relationship or the uh, the beginning of the end of the relationship, if you're kind of still processing back in and out. The further our, you are away from that event, the more clarity you'll be able to have on the situations themselves, the more uh, perspective you have. So if you can talk through it with somebody who's not going to judge you, who's not going to give you a whole bunch of cookie cutter advice that may or may not work for your emotional state, you can find your own answers as you kind of narrate through the system. If you had traumatic events happen, uh, it's actually not good to talk about the uh, the actual traumatic events. Like if you're if you have any sort of abuse, if you have any sort of um, things where you kind of shut down and 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 you know fight, flight, freeze. Like actually replaying those in your brain, uh, sort of you can, what they call it, they call it re-traumatizing. You can actually, like, re-traumatize yourself and make it worse because you start, you know, grooving down the pathways in your brain that, you know, assign the helpless and the the anxious emotions to the event itself. But if you can kind of talk around it and uh, explain to yourself and the person that you trust in front of you with, why you think you're reacting the way that you're reacting, uh, what that means for you, what that means for the future. You can provide yourself a lot of clarity and come to your own conclusions on uh, what is the point of it all and whether or not you're going to repeat those things again, whether you're going to feel helpless or you're going to feel like a victim again. Um, and some of the the downward spiral emotions that you have, that maybe you're not good enough to have a relationship or maybe you're not... Uh, equipped enough to find somebody who's going to be good to you those thoughts start to dissipate as you as you talk to somebody with some sense and they um, can help you focus on the things that are more advantageous which is what we're going to talk about in some of these other points Uh, tip number two practice self-care and in almost every video on these like how to deal with your brain i'm always talking about self-care because when you're unaware of the effect that what you eat, how much you sleep, whether you get to exercise and social people, the social situations that you surround yourself with, the perspectives of the other people that you surround yourself with, when you're unaware of how that affects your emotional state and you're unaware of how it affects your decision making and you don't hack that out, it's one of the biggest issues. Uh, changeable things that you can click on and it can set your whole focus and your whole emotional train off on a different direction something that can uh, heal you rather than continue to hurt you or continue to make you feel trapped self care is important Uh, I like I said I'm I wrote a book on self-care I don't know when it's coming out I got to check with the editing process or whatever but if you can hack your sleep, you can hack your diet, you can hack your emotional relationships and and evaluate whether or not they're uh, pulling you down and away from your goals or pushing you forward to new heights and, and excellence, then you're going to go a long way into resolving anything that you picked up in, in a poor relationship. I think that's all I want to say on that here. I'll, I'll, once I shoot another video on uh, on self care specifically, I'll link it. Uh, three, tip number three: set boundaries. I see a lot of stuff on Instagram, TikTok, talking about boundary setting, and there's there's a lot of hype around like, you know, I'm me, and people are just gonna have to deal with who I am, and and I'm just gonna cut people off, and whatever. that's not what I mean. Uh, anything that makes it feel like an empowered victim isn't, rel- isn't helpful for growth and, and efficacy in the space. You want to kind of master your the tools that you use to communicate with other people. And it's difficult to do that when you're kind of putting on a front of strength and vulnerability. I see a lot of virtue signaling type of content out there uh, on the on the social media platforms. They're talking about, you know, I, I know my worth and ain't nobody going to take advantage of me now. And it's like, yeah, I understand what you're trying to say, kind of. But most of it comes from a place, in my opinion, it, most of it comes from a place of sort of glorified victimhood. You're still putting the responsibility on everybody around you and outside of yourself. And so, like I was explaining, I forget which video it was, but I was explaining, the more power you put externally, the less you can use it for yourself. It's more important for me, uh, and the things that I've seen in coaching, that you take as much responsibility as you can for everything that you interact with. Because... The more responsibility and accountability you take for that stuff, the more control you have over it. If you start giving that control away, you start delegating it to people who cannot actually do the job, and you hope that other people master this ability that you're not mastering yourself so you can't judge it well, then you lose the power that any power that you could have had to make changes in that area. Because you're delegating it to people who are doing the job poorly. So when I'm talking about um, setting boundaries, what I mean is to assert what you know to be true with the people around you and then assign consequences to them. It's sort of natural in how we were raised and how we're how we're brought up that whenever you set a boundary that somebody's going to challenge you on it or try to get clarity out of it and that's from coming from myself coming from a people pleaser codependent space as i'm growing up and i'm learning to assert myself i went through that phase of you know i'm me and you can fuck off if you don't fucking deal with you know what i'm what i'm putting out there but most of it was was false. It was kind of like I was fronting strength. And uh, I see this a lot with some of my newer clients. I try to explain it to them. They don't, they don't quite get it yet. They got to, they got to go through it, the grind a little bit. But one guy, he actually comes out and, and he'll be uh, talking to somebody. Actually, here's a, here's a good story. Um, Or uh, an illustrative story, at least. He would come out and uh, the girl he, he was talking to, they would give him contact information and uh, Instagram or WhatsApp or whatever. And then he would reach out over Instagram, WhatsApp, and then they wouldn't respond or they'd leave him on read. And instead of flowing with the actual reality of the social space, like if you get left on read, like, okay, he just leave it. Like the, the, the right answer for that is to just kind of leave it, <clears throat> stop chasing because, you know, if they don't want you, then, uh, at that moment, then there's no reason to go in and make things weird. If they do want you later on, you kind of leave the door open. And so he was coming from this mindset of if. They don't want to talk to me on the text message, and I don't want to talk to them in person, right? There's consequences. I'm going to teach you a lesson. You know, if you can't respond like a respectful human being, then I don't want you in my life, right? And this mentality is fake. It's, it's not real. Like, there's some people who actually have that mentality, right, Who who, who set boundaries like this and are real and they will literally just cut you off and keep moving. And that's real. But most of the people I see who are employing this stuff, it's not real. They're just upset that their expectations weren't met and they want to kind of lash out and and share their upsetness with uh with the the person they felt had done them wrong. That it doesn't work because the the less safety that you provide, the less um forgiveness that you can show, the less, uh, good feelings that you can provide to other humans, especially in the early parts of developing rapport, the less likely you're going to generate something real and connected. So there's almost no efficacious reason to punish somebody for not acting the way that you expected for enforcing your boundary with punishment. It's, it's dumb. Like, it doesn't work. And if you're going to enforce boundaries with punishment, then the punishment is not is less of a punishment. It's more of a, you're going along your own path. And so a better way to do that is to actually cut people off and you don't have to make a big deal out of it. Um, some people, uh, you know, I was talking about boundaries a couple of days ago. I was talking about like, you can't enforce boundaries that you haven't um, agreed on with the other party. Like you can you can say, okay, don't cross this line. And once they hear you say that and then they cross the line, then you can be like, look, I told you not to do that. I don't feel comfortable with you anymore. I'm not going to hang out with you anymore. Um, you can do that. But if they haven't heard it, it's, it kind of comes as a shock, and as a surprise, because they're coming from a worldview that they understand things completely differently than you. So uh, not taking that into account you can really kind of fuck up what could have been some sort of rapport, some sort of a relationship just by maintaining your level of misunderstanding right from the beginning. So it's important to be assertive if you got boundaries. Like uh, if somebody is talking to you in a way that makes you feel devalued, you can say like, I don't really appreciate that. I'd prefer if you did it this way. Um, I'm not trying to silence your voice or anything, but like, I don't, don't talk to me like that. And... Uh, if they choose to respect that from a place of thank you for sharing that with me, then you can continue your interaction. If they're like, don't fucking tell me what to do, blah, 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 blah. then you know what kind of person they are, and then you can choose to relegate them to whatever status in your life that, uh, and limit your contact if you need to, but there's... You know I think I'm going to save that for like a hardcore like boundaries episode but at the at the end of the day set boundaries to keep you from feeling less than keep you from feeling um like you deserve to be treated in in an abusive or a uh, negligent way like it if if you believe that uh, you should always make other people happy so that they'll accept you You might want to from your, when you seek support, you start talking about that with the people that you trust. uh, Perhaps you should cut people off who are not treating you right. And um, you can do that in stages and get to the point where you continue to respect yourself, respect yourself, respect yourself, respect yourself, respect yourself. But I think the only real um, caveat I'm saying on this boundaries thing is that you can respect yourself and not put up with bullshit. At the same time, not having to invalidate or disrespect other people in in combat, um, sometimes is necessary, and gaining the calibration to figure out when to go hardcore on it and be like, "Look, fuck you! Don't talk to me like that. You're not hanging out with me anymore," or being like, "Yeah, I don't really appreciate that. Thanks for uh, thanks for understanding." Uh, you can you can build kind of the the feeling in a social space to know which direction to go and what intensity you want to go off. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm going to go into a hardcore boundaries episode and explain all that stuff a little bit further, but, uh, that's the general tip for moving on from a a relationship that wasn't serving you. Uh, four, work through your emotions. especially right when you break up or right when you take a, you know, a big action to limit your contact with whoever you were in a relationship with, it's difficult to navigate the uh, sheer amount of emotional stuff you have to deal with. Uh, I do it systematically. Whenever I get, I feel betrayed and something doesn't work out the way I expect it to, um, I start feeling, okay, what uh, am I feeling? What is going on? And I do this through journaling. I do it through writing. And uh, sometimes I'll do it on audio, but uh, I'm I'm better seeing it on writing. And I'll, okay, this is what I'm feeling. And this is kind of what it does in the past. Like I felt things like this before. and I felt taken advantage of, I felt like I communicated well and it wasn't recipro- reciprocated or whatever it is, I'll start writing it out. And then I'll ask myself some questions It's like, okay, well, if I'm feeling this way, uh, why did I allow it to go on for so long? Uh, and I'll, I'll start answering myself like, oh, yeah, I didn't want to lose kind of what we were building and I was hoping it was going to work out and whatever. And as you start working through your emotions just feel it, um, I'm not saying go bring up the traumatic experiences and replay them, what I'm saying is, like, I'm angry because of this, or I'm, I feel lost because of this, I feel, um, uh, betrayed because of this, and start to kind of feel through that, and, and figure out where it comes from, because, like we were talking about in the anger episode, like, anger is a secondary emotion, and really, it comes from being hurt, being lost, feeling loss, and, As you work through those emotions, uh, start to figure out like why you allowed yourself to, to feel that again. Uh, what area that you trusted or where you didn't, um, set boundaries properly. So people thought that they could pull the trigger on that stuff and, um, and look at the patterns that you've allowed that in your life. Going through this alone, I'm not saying like, go fucking make a big plan on how to teach people how to treat you. But going through all that stuff can kind of show you where you're dropping the ball a couple of steps earlier or, you know, when you started into the relationship, you can kind of see where the person who was taking advantage of whatever it was that made you feel like shit, they were allowed to do that because you gave them certain concessions and you gave them, um, you chose to keep your mouth shut when you, when you, when you, uh, didn't when you shouldn't have, uh, or you hadn't processed why, so you didn't explain to them, like, why you didn't like to be treated a certain way or whatever, um, there, are th- I'm not saying assign blame, like, there, but in relationships, there's always multiple parties, like, it's you and your family, or you and your partner, or you and whatever, there's multiple, uh, parties, and, and everything that you offer into the relationship is, part of what happened like and i'm not saying that the person who did you wrong isn't to blame and i'm not saying that you are to blame and i'm not saying that you're not to blame it that doesn't really matter what i'm saying is that in the future you're going to repeat the same patterns that you're used to unless you cognitively and emotionally change that story for yourself and so working through your emotions through the journaling is going to help you kind of see other options and you can test those options off in the future as you carry uh, your future relationships. Number five, find ways to cope with your triggers. Uh, I'm going to do a whole thing on trigger stuff uh, in a day or two, but... A lot of times we just respond emotionally from something, from a trigger, from something that we we see happen, and then it just kind of sets us off into a script that we've played before, um, and a lot of that is unresolved trauma from the past. Uh, some sometimes it's a belief about a situation that is maybe true or it is not, uh, but. If you reacted in a way that wasn't serving your goals, then ask yourself why you did that and figure out, oh, when they do this, I just get so mad or "Uh, when they do this, I just feel like I shut down, I can't talk to them because uh, like it's just so violating, right? You start to feel these things and you just sort of shut down or you flip out or you start plotting an exit or whatever it is that doesn't help the relationship grow, um, those things are there for a reason, right? They, uh, you were in some sort of traumatic situation before, it served you well then, and then it got installed as the strategy that you should be using every time you see something that looks like that. Um, And so uh, I see a lot, like in a lot of my clients, I see the uh, go quickly to sex and then See if there's a spark before trying to do anything that could provide a, a tension in the relationship. Whereas, if you're gonna if you're gonna build a relationship that respects each other and respects the values and the systems and the and the mindsets that you have, it's much more important to explore those topics uh, before as an evaluative thing than it is to hook up with somebody and get all the dopamine and whatever oxytocin and all that stuff that, that runs when you have a decent sexual experience. I'm not going in some more weird puritanical direction of saying they don't don't go hook up with people. Like feel free to go do that. But um a lot of people will use the uh the quick sex oh is there a spark thing as um placeholder for actually trying to communicate their wants needs desires and relationships and seeing if the other person can negotiate that you can't carry a long-term relationship unless you understand each other and are able to negotiate places where you don't understand each other it's very important to determine whether or not the person in front of you is able to deal with hardcore shit uh, emotionally with you in a respectful in a way that doesn't make you feel less than in a way that makes you feel supported in a way that makes you feel even if they disagree with you they can still support you and respect you on the way through and that's much more important if that's what you're looking for than waiting for a spark or waiting for uh, your sexual attraction mode to to carry you through because um, there's an evolutionary reason why we have this you know uh, pair bonding experience so that, that we can have children to make sure they don't die but in our modern civilized society, uh, we need a lot more than just, well, he's the father of my child. Let's all fucking survive this, this crazy world. Like it's, it's, it's different now. Like we have to um, respect each other in social situations and, you know, create status and, you know, in the modern world. And so it's good to listen to your gut in, in the sexual attracted ways, whatever, but it's also good to, uh, take another human being and say, hey, do you think enough like me that we can solve problems together later on? And, um, as you think through that stuff, and develop a strategy that's a little bit more sophisticated than just reacting the way that your past trauma has treated you, uh, taught you how to react, then you're gonna get a lot more benefits as far as building relationships that are going to maintain stability for you as you attempt to negotiate and navigate the pain that life throws at you. Um, Tip number six, dealing with your relationship trauma. Some people will come at this question as, "Oh, I've been hurt. I've been taken advantage of. I've been in a narcissistic relationship. I've been gaslit. I've been whatever." And they they take it from the victim mentality and they say, "Oh, uh, you know, I wasn't worthy. I don't, you know, have any power, and I just got taken, you know, betrayed and whatever." But also, so you might just think that you fucked up too much and they couldn't handle it uh, and at that point then you need to kind of seek forgiveness that's like number six you got to seek forgiveness for what you think you may have done wrong and you, what you what caused you to move in that direction because much of the relationship trauma that I have experienced especially from a, like a codependent like a people pleasers type it comes from God, I should have fucking known better. Like it 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 comes it's it's self-abuse. It's something that's like, oh, I got into this relationship and they're just going on about their fucking thing and I didn't stand up for myself and I didn't tell her what I needed and I didn't uh, and and I don't know why I keep doing that. I fucking not, must not be good at relationships, I must not be worth it, I must not worth it. all that stuff starts flowing in and it creates a lot of dissonance in Building self worth, self belief. You know, I said I was going to do this, and then I didn't step up, and so of course she reacted that way, and then it, like all of that starts happening. If you don't start writing that stuff down and try to figure out, like, like where your your bl- like blame fucking sucks. Like it in relationships, like it it just hurts people, uh, and it, it delays the healing process. Blame is kind of a, a cheap way out, really. It's like I mean, yeah, people are responsible for things that they don't. Carry their responsibilities, then that's pretty cut and dry, right? But if you blame your lack of power without looking at the places that you were powerful uh, on something that that you can't control, then it takes that power away from you. You you're not able to to navigate you know future events in the same vein because you don't take any responsibility for it. So when you blame yourself for stuff, you you blame your your state my like I'm not good enough or I don't have these skills I don't whatever if you start forgiving yourself for not knowing what you should have done at the time and then you go learn then your next relationship doesn't carry the same pattern um and we can go super deep in the whole generational trauma thing but like when it comes to just stepping out of the disempowered place Uh, of being in a a relationship that you felt took advantage of you or betrayed you or, or kept you controlled or whatever, those things can be solved if you think through them and you forgive yourself for the things you didn't know and then go educate yourself on how to deal with that stuff how to step up to people without having to be combative, how to exit when you know it's going to go badly, how to uh, trust your gut when your inner self just wants to be approved or validated. Like, those are mistakes that you, you made that you may be blaming yourself for. So, seek forgiveness from yourself that you didn't know that at the time, but it's not going to happen like that in the future. Um... And as you work through that, you feel those emotions, you kind of let those things go, you can uh, find exciting new strategies that that you can try out in your future relationships without having to feel like you're repeating the same bullshit over and over and over again. Uh, Yeah. So that's six steps from healing from relationship trauma. Um, Anything I wasn't clear on, hit me in the comments below and I'll try to make it more clear as I'm doing this new YouTube thing. Uh, I've got a worksheet for you guys over at the Intimacy Liberation Army website. So check out that in the link below. You can kind of download it to PDF and um, you you write down and work through some of this stuff. And uh, I do this every day. So I will see you guys tomorrow. Until then. Stay awesome.